0: So when evaluating a company's policies on these issues, the guidance directs that prosecutors should examine how the policies and procedures have been communicated to employees and whether the company is enforcing the policy and procedures on a regular and consistent basis. Global companies face unprecedented risks and challenges in today's economy. To mitigate these legal and economic risks, companies are rapidly embracing and elevating the importance of robust ethics and compliance programs to promote positive corporate citizenship. On Corruption, Crime, and Compliance, you'll hear from industry leaders and insiders about how to create effective ethics and compliance programs that will mitigate risks and maximize financial performance. Here's your host, Michael Volkov. Hello, Michael Volkoff here, back in the United States, California. Good to be back. And today's episode, we're going to talk about electronic communications risks in the era of ephemeral messaging. specifically DOJ's recent guidance and how companies are trying to wrestle with this issue. And when I first looked at this issue and when DOJ first addressed it, I could understand DOJ's frustration as prosecutors that it was frustrating when in an internal investigation and in an investigation they were asking for communications data and then they would find out from companies that some of the data was no longer available because the company and its employees were using ephemeral messaging applications. And DOJ was really adamant against it at first, but then I think because of some pushback In March of 2023, they outlined in their revised guidance, you know, a little bit of a change of heart, but I think they put a structure around it such that people have to, who want to address the issue, have to do so in sort of examining relevant considerations and a step-by-step approach. And that's what I want to go through today. Companies have a vested interest in preserving their internal communications for a variety of reasons to hold internal actors accountable, or even outside actors sometimes, and to protect the organization from potential private and government claims or investigations that may have serious direct or collateral consequences. So let's talk first about what we mean by ephemeral messaging. And initially, ephemeral messaging was simply a way to send disappearing pictures or messages over applications like Snapchat. But this initial use has since expanded to other applications like WeChat in Asia or WhatsApp, which is universal for businesses. And depending on the specific settings that are applied to these applications, messages can automatically disappear forever, or there can be like a deletion function or being set up, and they can be sent via encrypted technology, thereby reducing the ability of hackers to access such communications. Now, just to complicate the issue, and I'm not going to get into this too much, but ephemeral messaging can include a quasi approach that permits some deletion of messages depending on specific settings. Such modifications to a messaging system may impact the encrypted protections of the communications as well. So what specific benefits are there from use of ephemeral messaging? Is it always just a one-sided equation where you delete? and don't have any record of communications, and therefore, people were worried that this would just foster use of such messaging techniques for illegal purposes. But there are data privacy and security concerns. It is evident that these technologies may have certain benefits. DOJ and policy advocates, such as the Sedona Conference, have acknowledged that ephemeral messaging benefits include reduction of data storage and records preservation costs, Encryption and automatic deletion reduces exposure to potential data breach exposure and resulting damages and collateral consequences. And automatic deletion can reduce potential access by hackers to company data. So these benefits are nothing to ignore. There are a lot of internal communications that are of little to no importance. For example, a reminder to attend a going-away party or ministerial or administrative messages that have no real relevance to any ongoing business activities. Chat histories can clog up a company's communications data, and there may be benefits to isolating such communications for immediate or rapid destruction. The reduction of data storage and preservation costs can be significant as well when you consider the rising amount of data preserved in the attendant costs. Companies that are under government investigation or involved in litigation can incur significant e-discovery costs. By reducing some of the extraneous data, the costs of e-discovery can be reduced. The cost to review, for example, one gigabyte of data costs approximately $18,000 on average. An effective data deletion and management strategy can reduce future e-discovery costs. With regard to e-discovery, I mean, I'm also talking obviously about civil litigation. Further, by offering its own ephemeral messaging service, a business can reduce the risks that employees may use personal devices with such applications outside the company's electronics communications policies. Millennials and Gen Z using them, keeping such communications within the business complement of applications, might promote employee use of a business system that is stable, secure, and subject to the business's controls. Companies that employ ephemeral messaging systems also may reduce their exposure from a potential data breach. If the personal identifying information does not exist, the severity and the consequences of a hack may be reduced. So companies also can use ephemeral messaging systems as a way to prioritize internal communications and focus on retaining communications that may be more quote-unquote important than less important or irrelevant communications, such as updates or notices between or among colleagues. In addition, many ephemeral messaging systems allow an IT department to store all of the communications in a firewall location, while employee devices have no record of such communications. So what legal risks does use of ephemeral messaging applications create? And here, there are a number of legal risks. From a governance and compliance risk management perspective, A company's internal investigation function, its ability to police itself and detect and prevent misconduct, may suffer from the loss of critical communications data. It is easy to imagine that bad actors executing a bribery scheme may deliberately choose to use ephemeral messaging as a way to plan and execute an illegal scheme to avoid potential detection. Chief compliance and legal officers have to acknowledge that many companies already have suffered from this blinding effect by employees who use WhatsApp and the lack of access to relevant data that resides solely on an employee's phone. The company's access to such data may be complicated further by the absence of a stated policy covering bring your own device to work policy or BYOD. DOJ's initial concerns that led it to ban the use of ephemeral technologies in 2019 was the direct result of company reporting to DOJ that it did not have access to all of this data. This corporate blinding to important communications data is a big risk for every company's corporate governance and compliance program. An essential part of every company's compliance program has to be its internal investigation system and its ability to hold people accountable for misconduct. Beyond this overarching and significant concern, companies that authorize ephemeral messaging face several significant legal risks and complications resulting from failures to preserve communications data that may be required to comply with a legal subpoena and a legal duty to preserve data when litigation is reasonably anticipated. If the government issues a grand jury subpoena as part of a criminal investigation and the company fails to preserve... Data generated by use of an ephemeral messaging system, a company could be held liable for failing to preserve data relevant to the criminal investigation. Such consequences can be significant, resulting in an independent liability for obstruction of justice. In the civil litigation context and in responses to government regulators, companies may face even more significant legal liabilities. As an example, in the recent Google multi-district litigation case, Inray Google Play Store, which is in the U.S. District Court for the Northern District of California, the district judge, James Donato, sanctioned Google for failing to preserve employee chat evidence relevant to the antitrust litigation. And Judge Donato ruled that Google fell strikingly short in its duties to preserve records in the case. In another case, FTC v. Noland, in the District of Arizona, the district court sanctioned the defendants for using ephemeral messaging after learning that they were the targets of a government investigation. In yet another case, Fast versus GoDaddy, also in Arizona, the district court deemed gathering that information and retaining counsel for severance negotiations two years prior to filing suit still triggered the duty to preserve and avoid communications over ephemeral messaging applications. Further, if you're a regulated entity, the potential legal risks from use of ephemeral messaging can be complicated. In 2018, the SEC issued guidance prohibiting businesses from use of communications applications that permit automatic destruction of messages. And if you've been following SEC enforcement, they've racked up millions of dollars in fines against a number of significant actors in the securities industry for failing to abide by this policy then how do you navigate this issue? And I've seen companies handle it in two basic ways. Either one, they prohibit it, the use of ephemeral messaging, or two, they allow it, but they have certain restrictions and limitations on it to make sure that you don't run into the complications that we just went through. So it's a hard issue, but it really requires a careful balancing of what is the benefit of using the ephemeral messaging technology And what are the downsides? So DOJ revised its approach, as I said, in March of 2023, reflecting this rebalancing of equities. And what DOJ now requires is a company that authorizes use of ephemeral messaging needs to understand exactly how the application is programmed to delete messages and data, the precise nature of the data that gets stored, and the types of communications that employees are engaging in using the platform. Now, DOJ's Evaluation of Corporate Compliance Programs issued in 2023, the March 2023 version, identifies three significant areas for consideration. Employee use of personal devices, availability of communications platforms, Jabber, Slack, Teams, Google, Zoom, and messaging applications, including ephemeral messaging. DOJ's guidance noted that a company's policies governing messaging applications, quote, should be tailored to the corporation's risk profile and specific business needs and ensure that, as appropriate and to the greatest extent possible, business-related electronic data and communications are accessible and amenable to preservation by the company, close quote. So when evaluating a company's policies on these issues, The guidance directs that prosecutors should examine how the policies and procedures have been communicated to employees and whether the company is enforcing the policy and procedures on a regular and consistent basis. The following factors were identified by DOJ's guidance one, communications channels, the existing electronics communications channels used by employees to conduct business, the jurisdictions where such uses are permitted, the specific business functions using each channel, and the steps taken to preserve or delete such communications and the applicable policies to such communications, channels, and uses. The policy environment is second. Policies and procedures have to ensure that communications and other data is preserved, including its code of conduct, privacy, security, and employment laws or policies governing the company's access and ability to ensure security or monitor access business-related communications. BYOD, if a company has a BYOD program, the policies and procedures have to preserve and ensure access to corporate data and communications stored on personal devices, including data contained in messaging platforms. And such policies and procedures should be enforced to permit the company to collect, store, and review business communications on BYOD and messaging applications. Risk management, the consequences meted out to employees who violate these policies or fail to provide access to business-related communications have to be defined and executed. The impact of the policies on its ability to conduct internal investigations or to respond to government subpoenas or inquiries has to be examined. The overall reasonableness of the company's risk mitigation strategy has to be reflected in this. Now, DOJ's policy and practices considerations that I just went through permit companies to use ephemeral messaging systems. However, DOJ has deftly established a set of issues to weigh, applicable risks, and other potential consequences that have to be addressed. And they certainly have created quite a hurdle to implementing or permitting the use of ephemeral messaging technologies and applications. And it's hard to imagine when a company would balance those risks to allow anything other than just a limited use of ephemeral messaging. So practical steps. And I want to go through some of the practical issues that need to be addressed. The first is, does your company, for example, supply communications devices to its employees? If the answer is yes, then the company has obviously a lot more control to the extent that they provide. And direction and access to communications data that is created. And I'm assuming that the company phones would prohibit sort of the addition of certain applications that may be prohibited under the company's phone program. Now, most companies, and particularly larger companies, a BYOD element. And as part of this process, it's important, and the company relies on a BYOD policy, then the issue becomes more complex. If the company intends to rely on employees to use their personal devices, the company has to establish first a comprehensive BYOD policy to address all the risk factors, including DOJs, guidance, factor analysis that we went through, and comply with all applicable data privacy regimes. Some companies have implemented a hybrid solution in the BYOD context where the company's access to an employee's personal device is segregated between personal and work applications. If you have that technology available and, and it gets installed on personal phones for that purpose, that can make the segregation and the management of potential risks a little bit easier. But a BYOD policy should ensure that the employee recognizes that he or she has a continuing obligation to, one, restrict use of ephemeral messaging systems. For a specific, authorized, and defined business purpose, let's say establishing and confirming meetings, participants, and logistics, travel logistics. Two, maintain any preservation or deletion settings in accordance with the BYOD policy. For example, you can easily say, with regard to WhatsApp, if you want to use it, you have to turn off the auto-delete function, and then you may have to monitor that and monitor that people are complying with. Three, notify relevant managers and compliance personnel if the employee discovers that he or she has not maintained BYOD-required preservation and deletion settings. And four, agree to periodic audits, verifications of their communications devices as requested by compliance and IT personnel and transmittal of such data to a central storage system maintained by the company. So for example, you may have to have employees bring in their WhatsApp, Application that may be on their phone and download such data into a central storage database. In either case, company supplied and BYOD devices, a company has to establish practical steps to enforce its policies and procedures through periodic testing, audits, and inspection of employee devices. While a company may have limited access to employees' personal devices when it supplies devices to its employees, The company should regularly secure certifications by its employees that has not used its personal device for work-related purposes, with emergency exceptions, of course. Similarly, companies have to develop testing protocols for its BYOD policy and secure employee consent to examine the personal device limited solely to business data. To ensure trust and employee acceptance, companies should define an established policy audit and examination of a personal device. And such consent has to be carefully crafted in accordance with applicable data privacy laws in the jurisdiction in which this is going to occur. Well, that's just a quick overview. I know it took a little bit of time, maybe a little bit loosely defined here, but it's an important issue. People are struggling with this now. Make sure you have BYOD or you have, obviously, company devices and let it flow from there but also make sure you have auditing, testing, monitoring. And one other issue we didn't get into was how this ties into data preservation. And data preservation, your data preservation policy has to reinforce or be coordinated with whatever approach you take. Okay, folks, thank you so much. And we'll see you next week for another episode of Corruption, Crime, and Compliance. If you enjoyed this episode, the best way to support the show is by subscribing on your favorite listening platform. To learn more and connect with Michael Volkov, go to volkovlaw.com.